Hey, everyone. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Wednesday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers are in the tournament. Wasn't pretty how they got there, but the Lakers have clinched a spot in the top 10. They'll at least be a play-in team and still have more to play for. That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everyone for making Locked On Lakers first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcast. It's always free. It's never going to be behind a paywall. And Locked On Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show and hang out with a community of Lakers fans that is uh, well over 14,000 strong. Uh, comment on the game, comment on the show, ask us questions, uh, participate. We love to take those things and use them. In the show, I want to let people know that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNBA and get on your way to being your best self. So um, plenty to unpack from uh, Tuesday night's win in Utah, 135-133 to 133 in overtime, a, a distressingly thrilling game uh, in all ways, I think, for the Lakers. Um, certainly a missed opportunity to at the very least get out of there without having to play overtime. But um, before we we get too deep into that, it is worth pointing out that the Lakers, with that win, have clinched a spot in the top 10. So they are in the tournament in one way or another. They're not yet in the big boy playoffs, but they're in there somewhere. And given where we have been over the course of this season, Andy, it is worth before we get to the style points issue and the Clippers game and all the other stuff that's still left to play for in these last three games, it is worth noting they're in. And that in and of itself is impressive. Yeah, it really is. When when you consider everything they went through and where they are right now, how it, you know, as the kids would say, how it started, how it's going, mm-hmm. um, they are now guaranteed to finish no worse than a 500 record. And think about that for a second. Since we've spent how much of this year talking about how they had not been 500 at any point in the season at all? Like it wasn't even until a few weeks ago, or no, not even a few weeks ago, maybe a few games ago, where they had hit 500. And And then the first time they did it, they instantly lost. They lost the next game. They are now, Brian, three games above 500 and it is the first time they have been three games above 500 since December 15th 2021 do you know which game that was by the way it's a big game of that December season. 15th 2021 I do not remember that one no I'm not LeBron. Austin Reeves game winner against Dallas in overtime oh nice that's hill that's the 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 the, the hillbilly Kobe game that's the day hillbilly Kobe arrived Hillbilly Kobe was born in that game, and I'm telling you right now. Because that was the I, day he became president. Yes, it was, and I'll tell you right now. Uh, to to find the next time the Lakers were four games above, above 500, you're looking at a team with Mark Gasol, Andre Drummond, Montrez Harrell, and Dennis Schroeder 1.0. Like, Alfonso McKinney was a young man of promise the last <laughs> time the Lakers were four games above 500. Like, Players were still getting regularly 
COVID tested, which, as you may recall, was a problem for Dennis Schroeder 1.0. Mm. That's how far back we need to go. At, for the at least, at least Alfonso McKinney was alive. I was worried you were going to say like Alfonso McKinney wasn't even a glint in his parents' eyes the last time yeah. the yeah. Lakers were four games over 500. Mm. But like you know, I and so if you look at the standings, you know the Lakers um, didn't get you know it looked like Oklahoma City was actually going to help out the Lakers a little bit on on Tuesday. They were ahead in Golden State. Um, up in San Francisco, they were ahead for a, a, a while in that game. Uh, but Golden State comes back and wins that one. So uh, the Lakers remain uh, tied with the Clippers going into tonight's game, which we will obviously talk about because so much of what happened on Tuesday is going to impact likely what happens on Wednesday. The Warriors now, uh, 42-38, and 38, they are a half game ahead of the Lakers. The Lakers have the tiebreaker on Golden State. So number five, still in play. Um, the you know to, just to give you an idea of how much things have changed both in terms of perception and in terms of reality the lakers now 16 and 7 i believe since the uh, the deadline yeah um, that's despite lebron missing 13 games um it is they are undefeated and this was not one of those games by the way but they are undefeated when lebron ad and russell all play um so there's that um and you know, all of those things. You know where they are in, in Stein's, uh, Mark Stein's power rankings for the weekend? You, as we all know, Andy, there's very little that matters more in the NBA than a good power ranking. Um, and I don't mean, you know, that, that's, but like, where are they now? You want to guess? Um, 11. This is before, before, uh, you know, Tuesday's win. 11, 11. you said? Very close. Yeah. They're 12th. I mean, and, and again, it does, is 12th like the greatest? No, but they were. In late February, there were 17 in the Stein uh, rankings. And Stein, who's hardly a, um, a a hot take, you know, fireballing flamethrower, um, you know, and I guarantee you, the one that they did at the beginning of February, they were not 17th either. <laughs> they were no, lower they, than that. They were the equivalent of we're we're going to throw them under the jail. <laughs> that, that's right. where they were. It was a it was a an unpower ranking, um, and so. You know, they are trending in a way that um, they are absolutely 100 percent. Stein even mentions this in his little write up. They are 100 percent the trendy team now of like, you don't want to play them. And like, you know, hey, sneaky, I think they're going to win. The, they could win the conference. And I'm not at the second part of that statement yet, but I'm certainly at the first. I, I don't think there's any team in the Western Conference that would welcome this group. Yeah, um, I don't think teams. I don't think teams want to play Golden State either, you know, as as another one of these sort of you know four examples. But um, I'm not saying they're going to win the West, but I think in any individual series, the Lakers, assuming they're all healthy, are really freaking scary because of the way LeBron, AD, and Russell have have looked like they play together. See, I disagree with that. I don't think the Lakers are scary at this point, but only. But I would also say. I don't think any team in the West is necessarily scary. I think they're all so vulnerable in different ways that the thought of playing any of them isn't necessarily scary. But what I would say about the Lakers and wouldn't say about some other teams in the West, including ones that are going to finish higher than the Lakers, I think the thought of playing them is unpleasant. Mm -hmm. I think it's a very unpleasant thought right now 
to go up against this team uh, tonight's game notwithstanding. Um, the thought of going up against this roster that makes a lot of sense with LeBron and AD and D'Angelo Russell presumably in good health, it's unpleasant. You don't want to deal with it even if you're not you know, bleeping your pants along the way. Yeah, and it's funny. Like, you know, the Western Conference playoffs are are starting to kind of shape. The conference has been so bad for so long throughout the year. And it's starting to get kind of interesting again in terms of like, oh, you know, don't look now. But, um, you know, the Warriors are looking a little bit more, at least at home, you know, like, you know, the Steph Clay, Draymond Warriors and, you know, the Pelicans after looking like they were going to fall completely off the map have really turned it around. They've won 7 of 10, although they lost Tuesday in a way that really helped out the Lakers in terms of uh, Wednesday's game against the Clippers, which we'll get to. But the Pelicans losing that one is very significant for the Lakers. Um, you know, if, if the Clippers are healthy, if Paul George is back and playing, um, Paul George and Kawhi, the Suns have won six in a row. And, like, it's... Could be it could be an entertaining playoff again, um, but let's let's get into uh, what happened on uh, Tuesday. Now that we're done celebrating, because what happened on Tuesday is going to have a massive influence on uh, potentially on what happens on Wednesday. This huge game between the Lakers and Clippers, and so we'll get there next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by eBay Motors, and for a championship team, it is all about making sure. Every player is a perfect fit. No, seriously, it really is about making sure every player is a perfect fit. Just ask the Lakers. It's the same thing when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to be fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can make sure every part you need fits right. Just add your ride to my garage and then look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. And just like in sports, Confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, I didn't even realize there were 122 million parts, period, that existed. You will be back in the game in no time. And after it's all, a lot it's, of parts. It really is a lot of parts. It's <laughs> a easy. tremendous amount of parts. It's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices. Like all eBay. for cars? Yeah, all for cars on eBay Motors. <laughs> Dot com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Apparently, that's all of them. Exclusions <laughs> apply. <laughs> all right. Um, so, like, you look at this game, Andy, uh, on Tuesday, and you know, to their credit, you can, you know, we, we we're gonna have plenty of conversations about the Jazz here, and like, how much credit you want to give them? They are. They have not quit on the season in terms of how hard the players play, how hard the coaches coach. They've been a relatively disciplined team all year. It's one of the advantages of actually being competitive is like you build good habits as a group. All that stuff. That said, mm -hmm. the Lakers after kind of a back and forth first quarter, the Lakers looked like they were sort of gaining control of going into the half. They were up by 10 at the half. They build that lead out to 14 early in the third. So okay, 14 point lead on a Utah team that is at the very least thin on talent. That's point one where you look at it and you say, hmm, I wish, you know, really looking forward to the Lakers pulling away here. The second thin on after, talent is a generous way of phrasing this, but go fair. on. Fair. Um, 
the second point is with a minute 43 left, this is the really egregious Nobody one. who will ever make an all-star team. <laughs> I don't Go know. On. Kelly Olenek. I mean, he was just a solid guy. You know, all-star adjacent. Kelly yeah. Olenek. Dirty white boy. Go on. Yeah, she's good at ripping people's arms off. You've revenge game for Damian Jones, revenge game for uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. There's a lot of anger in that. You know, Juan Toscano Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, Lakers up 124 to 114 with a minute 43. This is the one where it gets really egregious, where you start to think of, you know, in terms of controlling an NBA game. Because they often, even good teams against bad teams, are tight in the fourth quarter, statistically speaking. The last five minutes, teams are separated by four or five, whatever that stat is. It's like 70% of the games. You should not go into overtime when you're up by 10 with a minute 43. And, you know... No, you shouldn't. That's That, to me, was you know the part of the game where you go, eh, you know, we're really playing with fire here and wasting effort and energy that ought not be wasted. I'm just going to be honest. I thought the Lakers were completely sloppy and unfocused in this game. Um, It's a big difference between, like, we talked about the win over Houston. Neither one of us thought that they treated that game with a heightened sense of urgency, which is fine because they were playing a lousy team, but they were disciplined and methodical about not being particularly urgent. They treated the game with professionalism. I don't think they treated this game with a whole lot of professionalism. Um, I think Utah, in this current state, where a really wild Taylor Horton Tucker is probably your best player, he's certainly your go-to guy and the guy controlling most of the action. And other than a pretty good third quarter, he played this game like it was a revenge game against the Lakers for trading him and also a revenge game against Utah for trading for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he just he was frankly awful for a lot of this game. And had he played more controlled, Utah maybe could have won the thing outright in regulation because of all this other stuff the Lakers were doing. I think they are as dangerous a team as you allow them to be. And if you create an opening for them, they are capable of you know asking you where the opening is located and then i guess walking through it they are not in any way capable of creating an opening for themselves i think that's fair and the lakers spent most of this game just saying there's the opening do what you like i I would push back a little bit on that because i actually think for the first for the first half especially i thought you know it actually reminded me very much of the Houston game where it was like, okay, we're sort of professional, um, you know, low turnovers. Um, you know, they, they did a good job with that. And, you know, they weren't just throwing the ball all over the arena. They were, you know, they weren't shooting well, to be honest. I I thought a lot of the casualness to be perfectly honest was related to LeBron. Um, you know, he, he had a, he had an overtime that was very helpful, but I thought he spent a lot of the game kind of settling kind of not playing particularly urgently. He had some threes that were, to put it generously, settled. Yeah, no, Uh, I I, I think what he's, and I think what a lot of what he's doing in games like this is trying to, in games where I think he believes the Lakers have the wiggle to win 
is trying to get I mean, because you know the outside shooting has been really bad since he since he came. It's been you know it was bad at the beginning of the year. It you know kind of seemed to get it going, and then since the injury has just has not shot the ball well from the perimeter. No, um, I think he's trying to fix that, and so he sees games like this as an opportunity to do that. Not condoning or whatever, but I think that's a lot of what's going on. Is like I need I need the reps to try to take some of these shots and get that rhythm back. Um, so I, 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 that's my take on a lot of that. But I thought in the first half, you're up by 10. You know, you go into the halftime, you're up by 10. You're not playing a perfect game, but you're, and you're not shooting well at that point either. So, you know, a couple threes go in for you and you, you probably feel pretty good about what I thought the third quarter was, you know, after they got up by 14, obviously, um, they started to, uh, to, to get maybe lose a little bit of focus there. And then Utah made them focus in the fourth. They get up by 10 again and offensively, they just could not. They they couldn't get themselves a bucket. They couldn't get a good clean look. LeBron, as he said at the end of the game, smoked the uh, the layup that would have won it in regulation. A shot that he absolutely should have made. Um, that he said, and it was it became missed opportunities. And like you said, Utah. Whether you know, my basic point with them isn't that they're good because they're not, but they're not bad in the same way that like you say, like you said, if you open a door, if you give them an opening, Utah will could play their way through it. San Antonio can't. Houston can't. There are teams that are really bad that that will be like, no, 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 thank you. I don't want to go through your door. Utah will keep playing. Um, when you look at tomorrow, you know tonight's game though, the big question from it is whether or not the effort that was put out on Tuesday is going to cost them on Wednesday, not just in you know energy back to back, but like in literally who's available. Um, Darwin was non-committal as to who's going to play. LeBron was non-committal as to whether or not he was going to play. Um, and so, you know, he's got to get AD CL was also get out of bed. AD was also non-committal as well. Right. Because, uh, I, you know, in he, theory, and I was going to say, in theory, it's a decision that in theory has already been made because so many of these things have been planned out, but maybe not because they've been so vague. I mean, yeah. And, you know, Chris Haynes in the report, we talked about this for yesterday's show, like Chris Haynes in the report that like maybe he could play the, the you know, both sides of the back to back this time. I don't know if the overtime changes that or not. I don't know if the difference between 37 and 32 is what would have determined it or not, but it still would have been better to get these guys off the floor. Well, thirty-seven for thirty-two for, for LeBron with AD. It was. 40. I'm just. Ma- I, I'm making. I'm making up numbers. Okay. You know, well, I'm just it, saying it the extra five enough. minutes, not playing the extra five minutes. Yeah, I. I don't know. I mean, that's why. That's why, in part, though, this game was so frustrating for me because I feel like the Lakers, when they are playing focused and methodical and disciplined, are good enough that if and and so much better, even without D'Angelo Russell, who. I don't know. I don't remember if we noted or not. D'Angelo Russell did not play in this game. Downgraded, fo- downgraded on Tuesday morning, basically. Yeah. Uh, he was downgraded from probable to questionable, which is never a good sign with that foot uh-huh. issue that kept him out of the second half against who do they play on Sunday? I'm blanking now. But that Houston? Houston. Yes. Thank you. Um, the Lakers are good enough, even without D'Lo, that. They at least theoretically, and I think it's a good theoretical, should have been had an opportunity to put themselves in a position where it's feasible that LeBron and AD could yeah. sit for the last seven or eight minutes of this game, and the Lakers no could question. just control it. And 
it, I don't know if those seven or eight minutes would make the difference between LeBron and or AD playing in this game because as as AD pointed out, it has nothing to do with the standings, this decision. It's purely physical. How does the foot feel the next day? He has said before that it's needed 24 hours to prevent a regression. You know, LeBron, is. this is still a, a fluid situation with him as well. I can just promise, though, those extra seven or eight minutes don't help. And, you know, even beyond that, it's they're not the only they're not the only guys on the floor. Um, you know, Austin Reeves has to work hard. Austin Reeves, by the way, is going to be just like he's going to need an ice bath and in the ice bath needs to be like Advil. Like he's going to be I mean, even by Austin Reeves standards, like he was being, you know, hit and pounded on and i mean all that i mean oh i mean i felt terrible for the guy it was like watching a rocky fight <laughs> rocky just takes abuse the whole time um but you know he's on the floor other guys are playing and you know it's, utah is you know i don't know what the weather's like there but it can be hard to get out of there and it's like, you get cold as late. hell they, um they were yeah. talking at, darvin ham was talking afterwards about being worried that they won't be in la in time because they're snowed in you you just you're always better off in the front end of the back to back to um to get everybody off the floor and have an easier game, even if Anthony Davis still couldn't play on Wednesday. Um, and to that point, Andy, let's discuss it because there whether it's media I've seen a little bit of, certainly among Lakers fans, I've seen some of it, you know, with the stakes of this game, the Lakers, if they win this game, are moving into the top six potentially deep into it. Um, there is some talk I've seen, at least on social media, on Twitter, about like, no, you go play these games. Whether you're Anthony Davis, whether you're LeBron James, it's like it's time to go play. D'Angelo Russell, time to go play. This game's too important. Um, so let's talk about that next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by FanDuel and the NBA playoffs. As we've been discussing, they are around the corner and – there is no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, and new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, really easy to use, and you can bet on everything from the money line to the point scores, or you can get saucy with a little exclusive bet like the 2 by 3 two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes, plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So do not miss out on the chance for your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Locked on in all caps. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Um, so the, the implications for this game tonight, Andy, couldn't be any bigger. Uh, the Lakers and Clippers are tied in the standings. It is the 6-7 spot that they are currently tied over. Um, and, um, you know, the difference between 6 and 7 is huge. Uh, 6, you're in. Um, you don't have to uh, risk a play-in. You don't have to mess with any of that stuff. Um, you are definitionally going to avoid Denver in the first round. Um, you're staying right now, at least out of the Phoenix side of the bracket, uh, as a six seed as opposed to a seven. Uh, there's a lot of perks to 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 being there. And to that point, I've seen some people say, "Look, if Anthony Davis is feeling good, he should play. If LeBron is feeling okay, 
you know, there's not a ton of pain or pain he can work through, he should play. You have an opportunity to get yourself into the top six if you avoid the play and you get about five or six days off while everybody else goes through that Michigas. Um, do you agree with that assessment? It depends on what you are concerned about that would keep you from not playing in the first place. If it's an element of pain management or even future pain management, then I do think there can be some degree of, no, really, this game is damn important. Assuming you are not going to end up in such excruciating pain that you're not going to be able to play either the final two games or this could become something really problematic. Or it's for just for whatever reason painful that you can't function in the game you're playing. That Yeah, I mean then yeah, I think you should try to get out there. If it is simply a a matter of pain management during the game or possibly afterwards within reason, I think, yeah, you should look to get out there. If, however, the issue is you could actually regress in the recovery, and both LeBron and AD, it should be noted, are still in the recovery stages of their respective injuries, even while playing through them. This is the way it's been described by mm -hmm. the team, even with all the opaque, cagey ways they've discussed this. They've made that pretty clear. It's also been made pretty clear by LeBron and AD. If you can potentially make this thing worse, where medically you are forced to take a step or two backwards, then no, you don't. I don't care what the stakes of this game are, because the whole point of going through this hell to get yourself where they are right now is to actually try to do something in the playoffs, which I can promise you ain't going to happen without LeBron and AD as healthy as they can possibly be. Yeah, I mean, and I think this is where the transparency issue, especially around AD. Look, LeBron's thing is everybody kind of understands LeBron is managing this himself. Like LeBron and his his uh, physical therapy team and his trainers are are. are presumably in consultation with the Lakers, but like he's in charge of that. Um, but he came back and he's played fine. There's an element, by the way, of that too with AD. Like he's got his own guy as well. Like, and it's not, and there's a plan and there's, you know, all kinds of stuff. Right. And, and by the way, this is increasingly common across the league with superstar players. They have their own guys or in cult consultation with the Lakers medical team, which, quite frankly, can sometimes end up a, a real pain in the ass for the team to be trying to manage because you got, you got a lot of chefs in that kitchen. But nonetheless, there are there's more than one set of chefs for both LeBron and AD. Um, so, you know, we got to remember, LeBron came back faster than by a lot. Anybody expected he would. Uh, anybody expect, would reasonably believe that he could. Um that is not a healed, like you say, injury. That thing's still live. Um, LeBron has made it clear off-season surgery might happen. Yes. Frankly, well, at tell this us, point, but it could happen. Oh well, he's already intimated that it may happen. Like he, when asked about the possibility of it, he didn't shoot it down. He right. just said, "If it happens, you guys won't know when I do right. it. You'll just hear um, about it next uh, media day in late 2023 when I let you know that I had surgery." You know, exactly. and AD is clearly not out of the woods with that possibility either. So, you know, you look at that and then you look at Davis, who has been on this, you know, predetermined plan. Like I, we, we talked for 
for Tuesday's show. Like I, I can't imagine that they would have gone this far and then we get loose with, with whatever the plan has been. So, I mean, I would, this is, I think where it's, it's sort of frustrating for Lakers fans. And I think why we both suppose that, um, if, if he was probable for Tuesday's game and they were non-committal about whether or not he'd play on Wednesday, it's not the first time this question has been, has come up. Um, that it meant that he might, that he actually might be cleared for this back-to-back. Um, because if he, this is another one of those situations where if he's not, although I guess by now people are a little bit more used to the routine since he's missed the, the back end twice now, um, given the stakes of this game, it I think would have been better for AD if it was already determined that, like, look, he's not going to play, to just say he's not going to play. Um Maybe there's some wiggle room here. Maybe they do need to see how sore is he? Where is he sore? Is he sore in his lower extremities? Is he sore on that leg versus that leg? That stuff that you just don't know about until you wake up. Maybe there is some wiggle room where you can say, okay, he actually could do this in less. And you got to wait. And I totally understand that. Anthony, The one thing people, Anthony Davis wants to play on Wednesday. I mean, the, the notion that AD is somehow like not, doesn't want to go out there. The Lakers want Anthony Davis to play on Wednesday. Everybody wants to win the game on Wednesday, but like you say, you can't approach it, whether it's you're talking about D'Lo too. You can't, you, you've finally got into the thing. You're in the top 10. You can't screw it up now. Like, okay, fine. You maybe not get all the way to the, the top six, which was, I guess, the goal. You still could, by the way, even if you lose on Wednesday, but it's harder. Okay, so you don't get the best possible result that you might need to run the table to see. Well, okay, if you if you had to win the last eight games to get where you wanted to go, you probably weren't in a great position to get there anyway. Well, it, I think it's important to remember too with AD because unless something has drastically changed after playing 42 minutes in this game, they've all been maintaining that it's not a pain issue to begin with. With AD, Correct. it is... Purely a medical thing. LeBron, I think, may be more of a combination of pain tolerance and medical thing. And D'Lo, it's hard to know because they have not given a ton of details with what's going on with him. But it does seem like pain is acting up, which you know may be signaling something worse. I don't know how much of this is worried about it becoming something worse versus Mm -hmm. worried about the discomfort becoming too dis you know uncomfortable. To play right. through Maybe an injury lingers, and now he's got you know real pain problems for right three it, games and five it, games, whatever it is. Right, it's it's difficult to say, but you just you have to be smart about this. Smart often means practical. Practical by definition is not inspiring, and I think everybody wants to see the most inspiring version of all of this because we've already seen a lot of inspiring leading us to this point where the Lakers have against a lot of odds, you know, fighting uphill have managed to turn this thing around. You want to keep that train going, but Mm -hmm. again, it like it's, it's a long ride, hopefully on that train. You don't want to derail it now. And so, you know, either way we'll see, you know, it's, it's kind of a shame that so much of, of the lead up into this massively important game has now been taken up over the questions of who's going to play and the disappointment of, of at the very least minimizing the opportunity to make sure everybody to whatever degree 
the 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 opportunity was there for everyone to be able to play. The Lakers did not take advantage of that. No, they did not. Um, and so they didn't maximize that opportunity. Uh, but it is worth noting the Clippers are vulnerable. They are not playing well. Paul George is hurt. Um, they have you know, change the rotation around. They dropped Marcus Morris from it. They've added Robert Covington back in. Like they're doing stuff. I think Nick Batum is back in the starting lineup. Like they're 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 trying to tweak and recalibrate and do all kinds of things. And they are not playing well. They've lost two in a row. Uh they're five and five in their last ten. It's a winnable game. And they've lost four of the last seven they've played. Yeah. So See what happens. I mean, even if you know, if if if, if you get one of LeBron or two of three of LeBron, AD, and 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 uh, Russell, I'm not writing this game off. Nope, I mean, me neither. No, not in the slightest. Um, Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show. We will be back, obviously, after Wednesday's game to break it all down. Hopefully, uh, a Lakers victory in what is technically the final game of a five game road trip, the get back road trip, uh, and we'll see how it goes. See everybody then. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said done.